Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We are back with our Watchmen series podcast commentary thing. <laughs> and with 106, this extraordinary being. I see how Elegant it and pithily it, names. Yeah, it was a little uh, haiku, probably not. <laughs> uh all right what's up guys we're uh yeah. you know on the on the back side of this nine episode season and Indeed. uh things are getting wild and crazy as the british say things are hotting up they're hotting up those <laughs> brits they almost get it right but they're just sort of the mark one of my favorite things is when they say um oh man what's that phrase oh geez oh man oh i can't remember i'll come back to me but it's just like that where it's like 95 percent right it's just like so close hotting up in here (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it's not wrong but it's completely baffling why you exactly yeah it sounds super weird yeah yeah, that's why I love uh, watching British telly, as they say, mm-hmm. um, because uh, you get to uh, see see what craziness they're up to. You get a lot of that. Oh, words. do you know what they call the drain in the sink? I just heard this one today. Oh no, a <laughs> uh, uh, a uh, um, <laughs> uh, a moat hole. <laughs> you're pretty close <laughs> a plug hole plug hole there it is yeah, yeah i knew i knew it'd be hole. a hole in there somewhere yep, you were right you yeah were right. yeah i was i was i was surprised by that one i hadn't i hadn't heard that one before oh and um like a uh let's see oh wait am i got i feel like i forgot there's uh there's this other one that's like what they call a like a wall outlet oh they call it a a it's like a pluggy socket. No, it's not that crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a oh, what do they say? Oh, they have some crazy. Ah, oh, well, never mind. Anyway, yeah. the British—they're crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> end of podcast. <laughs> All we wanted to say today. Uh, yeah, uh, things are hotting up. They and, are. Um, it's getting uh, intense. Uh, yeah, so this is a pretty crazy episode. Um, yeah, this was, uh, this was a pretty big one. This is sort of like, if I was going to compare to Lost, this is a little, little bit across the sea, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit, um, Yeah, um, I, so I want to make a quick disclaimer at the top of the podcast that we're recording this after episode seven has aired so we've seen episode seven. Oh so yeah this episode will probably have spoilers up to episode seven so if you've not seen episode seven and you don't want to be spoiled go watch episode seven before you listen to this uh but so that's the disclaimer second yeah. point is watching this episode and also the next episode episode seven i'm gonna get right into the spoilers is um i realized that damon lindelof loves he loves being in two worlds and he loves being in the the closed mm-hmm. off smaller world and then the larger world and then also the world of now versus the world of a different time period right uh, and then sometimes it's the world of here and then the world you know leftovers uh, a parallel world right right 
And right. he loves being able to have that dynamic of going back and forth. Like that's big for him. Like he's always about that. Like, yeah, he's got to have flashbacks or he's got to have something he can cut away to. That's a different thing, a different context to like, uh, you know, deal with the story. So I thought that, you know, so this is a big episode for the, for that whole thing. Yeah, and it's it's also like character centric, which is another thing he loves doing. Mm-hmm. Like having a whole episode revolve around like one character. In this case, it's mostly flashback. Um, but at the end, we do kind of catch up with uh, some stuff from earlier in the season that was like closer to the present. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of it kind of provides a lot of background for that. I I sort of feel like. Uh, you know, this episode didn't influence what I thought about the next one that much. I mean, there are a couple of plot elements that are introduced here where we find out the answer in the next one, but I actually feel like the next one informs more what I thought about the previous one, which was the uh, the Wade one. Uh, yeah, you know, this... where we find out that stuff about Keen. Like, I have a different perspective on that because of the number seven, but this one, this one feels a, a bit mm-hmm. a bit isolated. I it's, think this one will go though. to what happens at the end of the season more. Uh, I, 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 my first response after seeing this episode, I liked it, but it was like, so what? It's like, mm-hmm. how does this, like you're saying, how does this affect what's actually happening? Like, what's cool? Angela has these memories. So, like, now what? And that's actually the biggest thing I'm really questioning because that's really where her story starts when she meets Will in the beginning. It's like, well, what's the point of all this? Like, like, what's the point of, yeah, I'm a grandfather, I used to be Hooded Justice, and now there's this big conspiracy, but I can't tell you what it is, but I'll let you have my memories so you can understand where I've come from. Like, like why that? Why is that the way that the story is unfolding? You know, why is it important that she has his perspective, like, literally from his memories before she can be on board for whatever they, they're going to do next, Right. Right. And that's what's weird to me is uh, besides it's a better, interesting way for the audience to get that information, right? Yeah. And just didactically or expositionally like telling just her. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Great episode. But like, I don't get it. Like, why? What do we, what does this accomplish most plot wise, you know, versus just yeah. character wise? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I guess that's where I would make the comparison to Across the Sea or Abiturno. Like I think those episodes were in a way also like episodes mm-hmm. that provided background and context and such and character development, mm-hmm. but didn't I really impinge that much on the main plot. Man, Abiturno, I hated that episode. <laughs> I was so like, what? Who cares? Who exactly. Cares? Yeah. So, so I mean, I think, I think this is in that in that vein, basically. Um, uh, I think it 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 does relate to the plot, and you know, at the end, you know, it's it's drawn into this whole thing where the you know where Will hangs the chief, and you know why mm-hmm. he did that. Actually, the next episode clarifies a little more why he why he decided to hang the chief because uh, I actually didn't even get it from this I, episode. I didn't get it from this episode either besides some conspiracy, he had unfinished business sort of a thing and this idea that Cyclops is still around. Uh, right. I right. guess is the idea. Yes. Um, yes. And I have I have more specific thoughts about that after the next one. So that's probably the most like connected mm-hmm. thing. 
between the two. Like it introduces the idea of Cyclops, which is clearly a major plot element. Do you think there's anything special about Will, supernaturally special about him? Uh, because, I mean, he is really old, and I don't understand mm-hmm. why he's so old. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just taking, like, Lady True vitamins. I, I, I'm i not Dito really sure. I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I don't get that impression. I mean, he did have those weird insinuations, like, I'm Dr. Manhattan. By the way, well, okay, that's that's sort of a spoiler point, but, like, you, you so called it with the Dr. Manhattan thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, getting back to this episode, um, uh, no, uh, I don't think so, but I, I, I mean, you know, he's, like, healthy. I, I, maybe that's, like, abnormal in a way, but I don't necessarily think he's supposed to be supernatural i don't know Mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like if he's got a leg up it's it's technological that would be my guess okay okay um yeah that's the thing with lady true is like when you have a billionaire super genius tech person like anything's possible clearly next episode and um which is a little not great because they can just kind of make it up as they go along right and just go wow she she bought a company that does that you know, mm-hmm. or she admitted this thing, right? Because she's just yeah. into everything. There's nothing that they can say she's just like not into because he's a she's a little trillionaire, right? Right. Um. So that it's a little not great to me, but it's it makes the character interesting, you know, if uh if not sort of realistic, but um. But overall, this episode, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It felt really long. There was so much story. and um, But it was it was super interesting. Again, and just, you know, sort of groundbreaking television and just in terms of what it was focusing on and the ideas it was dealing with. Um, again, and very timely, I thought the Cyclops symbol, which is a variation of the OK symbol, was complete genius. Uh, because you know today in our in America we're dealing with current white supremacists using the OK symbol as 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 a white power symbol, right? And we literally have people in our government using that, <laughs> you know. And so I thought it was so cool when they have that secret symbol, and it's very reminiscent of something we can relate to um and it's the same sort of idea and i so the you know and that was like you know the context being 1938 or something you know so like the way the show manages to stay relevant to exactly what's going on in our times is really really remarkable uh that's that's the thing that keeps coming back to me and um yeah the the big reveal sci-fi in that way yeah yeah and it um i forget that it's sci-fi you know i mean it's it's i mean there's obviously sci-fi elements to it uh yeah but, yeah but it's got i that. guess be, i guess you know yeah the line between sci-fi and speculative fiction, fiction yeah but yeah. i feel like i guess i guess i'm willing to call it sci-fi because of the major technological elements in the plot yeah nostalgia and exactly yeah we got this millennium clock we got the the cavalry like trying to make dr manhattan with like portals or something yeah something (laughs) i'm Uh, not really clear that's a that's a next episode issue but 
anyway, just to say there's a, uh, you know, and uh, uh, Ozymandias is like prison. Sure. You know, clones is, and is, yeah. Yeah. At least partially stuff. like technological. Speaking uh, of the clones, I, I am curious to find out the origin of how that all started, particularly like why, why they look the way they look. First of all, why mm-hmm. are they British? Second of all, <laughs> why they look very good question because, because you know like it's it fits and it, it works in this very specific way but um right it's about that because they they're clones but they're somehow imprinted with british accents um but i'm curious why you know whose dna are, are they have does that matter Is, are they going to get into that you know are we going to meet the original version of those people some 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 way mm-hmm. you know or is it just random that they look like that or or are they supposed to be some sort of like idealized human form or something i don't know <laughs> not to be racist or racial <laughs> or eugenics about it but uh um right. Right. but uh yeah you know i'm curious about that uh, but but yeah the so the big the big reveal of this episode that most people a lot of people called um in the pilot is that will is hit of justice people called that in the pilot people called that in the pilot because um you didn't mention it on the podcast because you thought it might be a spoiler or did you and i forgot I didn't i read that and i didn't know who hood of justice really was oh okay and I didn't want to find out. <laughs> okay. So what did you think last week when there was that scene uh, that Wade watches with Hood of Justice and I guess Captain Metropolis, uh, who we meet in this episode? Um, uh, what did I think in terms of what? If, like, I guess, because this is what I started to wonder, because uh, when this episode started, like, I thought mm-hmm. he was Hood of Justice, like, pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, from from the time when he's like you know like yeah. sort of threatened with lynching, um, and uh, and and but then I was like, but wait, but he has a kid. Like, how is this gonna work? Like, if he's supposed to be gay, like I was just trying to think through like how are they gonna play steps. this? Out? I went through when I realized he was hit of justice. I went through. Oh well, then but they they said he was white. Like the beginning of the episode makes it right. clear everybody thinks he's white yes you know and so i thought he definitely oh, looks white cool. in the comics so yeah and i thought that. yeah and i thought oh this is interesting that like maybe history whitewashed him right i thought that was the mm-hmm. answer that oh. like he was, he was black but it, they, they right. were getting into a, a whitewashing of history thing. yeah yeah it's so, sort of that but <laughs> yeah it's that but he played into it for a more more interesting reason actually right and then so then the second part was like oh but that scene where he's you know having you know having sex with what's his name yeah um i thought how are they going to deal with that and um well as soon as as soon as he and dr atropolis meets i thought uh okay it'll just be a thing you know, like, because by the time they meet in this episode, he already has the kid, right? Yeah. Believe, so it's true. So yeah. yeah. So I, you know, and it's just not, it's not clear what the nature of the relationship really was besides what they show. Right. You know? Um, And so I do wonder um, if there's going to be any more with that. Like if if Angela's going to talk to him about that, mm-hmm. you know, and the president uh, is doc is is doctor. I mean, Mister, uh, what's his name? Captain 
Metropolis. Captain Metropolis. Yeah. Um, is he still alive? Is he around? Uh, is that it's going to be a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's kind of what I what was my thought process. But in terms of the pilot, people guessed it because I think because they knew it was a mystery that it was never answered in the comics, right? And costuming wise, Will was wearing the colors, and then plus the hanging. Oh. So they put the noose. Hand hanging, the news thing, and then the colors wow. he was wearing, and so people were like, "Oh, he's got the he's he's like an internet man." Yeah, they just get that shit so fast. Did you listen to the official Watchmen podcast with Damon Lindelof? No, I didn't know there was one. <laughs> so if you watch after the episode, I didn't even know there was one until I watched. I think this episode, it started playing or it came up on my on my HBO, and it's Craig Mazin. Who's uh, who does a podcast with uh, screenwriter John August, which I really love, and uh, called Script Notes. But Craig Mason also wrote and uh, created the pretty well acclaimed and liked um, Chernobyl HBO series oh, that okay. aired yeah, earlier. Yeah. So anyway, Craig sort of hosts the show, and then Damon and Damon is basically the only guest. Uh, okay. But they do they do an episode. They do it one podcast covers three episodes, so they did one okay. podcast on the first three. And the second podcast on the second three. Okay, okay. Uh, so I listened to the second three one. It's it's interesting. It's worth listening to. So anyway, he at Craig asked Damon about that, like how much stuff have people guessed already? Blah blah blah. And Damon said something like, "I think by the first seller episodes, he's like people had guessed like most of the big things, like ninety five percent or something, or maybe this was by the sixth episode. I'm not sure, but he said like ninety five percent people had got." But there was like five percent left, um, so it could be you know the Doctor Manhattan reveal, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, which you'd have no reason to be wondering about that really uh, too early on in the in the season. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to go back and watch the listen to the first podcast and see what they talked about there in terms. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. Right, I yeah, it's good. It's awesome. You can yeah. yeah, you can get it on your on HBO Go. Um, or okay. whatever. However you get HBO. <laughs> nice. So it just plays after the episode? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't oh, know I exactly. see. There's a link here. There's like a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came up after I watched the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah and it's it classic out. Damon talking about, you know, talking about the ins and outs and creating the show and and uh story story things and stuff like that and okay. Craig's really good. I really like Craig Mason a lot. He's a really smart writer and he he um keyed in on some interesting things. He one of the things I thought was really interesting was he he was like the episode with Lady True, he was like, that's about motherhood. He was like, I consider I forgot he he had a theme for every for for episodes three, four and five and I forgot <laughs> four and five. I'm sorry, for episodes four, five, six. And um, and he was like four was motherhood because it was all about those women and obviously the you know the couple we see at the beginning of the episode like yeah. it's about fertility and literally eggs are the first thing yeah. we see right yeah and, uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting and then Damon talked about how he has a pretty good relationship he has a good good relationship with his mom. And so mother mother and motherhood and all that kind of stuff is something he always talks about. But that episode and those ideas came back from the writer's room. But he was saying on Lost, his dad had died, I think right before Lost or something. Yeah. And he had a tumultuous relationship with his dad. And that's why 
all cap all good cowboys right. have daddy issues and that's yeah. why so and he literally said that's why so many characters on lost have daddy issues because he was working out his own issues with his dad during that time yeah. so that, that was really interesting that like that you know and that's why he'll probably never do that for mothers because he has a good relationship with his mom there's right. nothing to work out so um I thought that was interesting that it wasn't just kind of a coincidence or, or anything. It was, he literally was working things out with his daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was on this other uh, lost rewatch podcast that I listened to. And he uh, said something along those lines. Uh, he's been doing like multiple lost podcasts um, <laughs> that I've heard. So yeah. Craig Mason uh, says um, in the beginning of the, the official podcast, the watchman podcast, he goes, um, the only podcast with David Lindelof. And David was like, uh, does that mean I shouldn't be on other podcasts? Because, like, I have been. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, making the rounds. I don't know. I've been surprised. Yeah. Uh, how many things I've seen with him out there. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't really realize. I mean, it makes sense that it'd be, like, a personal thing. Um Mm-hmm. Which is why I thought it was kind of uh, a surprising twist that um, in Across the Sea, like they actually went with the, you know, crazy mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the kind point. of ultimate, you know, I don't know, maybe that was some kind of progression or something. Yeah, or like it's more natural that the origin would be a female, you know, it, you know, uh, women birthing people Mm -hmm. you know sort of a thing right uh i can't imagine like a male roman washing up on shore being pregnant uh (laughs) with two babies be a little weird (laughs) right right fair enough yeah Yeah. but uh but no good point but uh overall yeah this episode was super interesting was the cinematography was great it was really well done i did hear i think in that podcast that uh, they talked about this episode being in black and white and how no, maybe I read that online, but Damon was saying that they had to ask permission from HBO to do it in black and white, and uh, HBO was like, yeah, as long as it's one episode, that's fine. I thought that okay. was kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think David Lynch would do that. I think he would uh, get the agreement in advance and then make a whole show in black and white and say, sorry, that's it. <laughs> yeah i'm david lynch what do you want from me <laughs> but it does remind me of episode eight in that way that it's like stands out mm-hmm. stylistically from the rest of the series yeah it's yeah i think it extreme, is, uh, but... yeah i think it worked i think it helped ground it. and i think we have this you know we we understand that there wasn't color film in the 30s so it feels right. sort of natural not yeah. only because it's a flashback because of just what we expect to see from that time period it just fits a bit better yeah um so yeah i think it, i think it was the right call yeah I well cool you want to you want to get into it or what let's, yeah let's dive in see what there is all right, everybody, get your streamers ready if you're going to stream <laughs> up with us for streaming this episode 106. Um, and uh, just a warning to anyone listening that this episode contains scenes with a strobing effect that could affect photosensitive viewers. That's also something David Lynch never does. Never. He doesn't care. 
<laughs> he wants to affect them without their permission. Yeah, I remember seeing this when I first watched the episode, thinking, "What are they gonna?" What? Yeah, and then it's it's kind of interesting how uh, big of a plot point this is. About. It's quite central. Yeah, yeah, that was actually yeah. If I'm gonna say something in general, like. That was actually the biggest surprise to me was like how he managed to hang the chief. Like it never yeah. occurred to me that oh maybe he just like hypnotized. Oh, that's him what to I wanted to talk himself. about. I wanted to, well why would it? And if it did, it'd be a crackpot <laughs> theory. What I, I wanted to talk about that real quick before we get into the episode of the uh, the the off shuffle because we talked about that. Yeah. Pilot and and what the answer would be right. So Will was like. A, I hung on myself because I'm just a strong human being, right? Right. B, I'm Dr. Manhattan. I did it in a supernatural way. And we knew that the answer was going to be C, some other answer, right? right. That was right. that was not suggested. And I thought he just had helpers, but it was like a bit more involved. Than that. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's what i love about the lindelof shuffle right because it's got that surprise twist but the idea that it was it was sort of a and b he did it himself in a mm-hmm. supernatural way right um so we kind of called that but yeah i think the idea that he hypnotized him into doing it himself is nothing you could have guessed that mesmerism was ever going to come into play i will say though i feel like you were on the verge of catching the clue because you pointed out and i didn't really know what to do with it that when the chief pulls over the light on him is is strobing and Mm -hmm. when angela shows up it's just a you know straight flashlight beam and you were like, because you were you were causing, you know, you were using that to doubt that it was the same person or to wonder if it was the mm-hmm. same person because it was slightly different. And uh, actually, that was a clue that, you know, yeah. something was going on with the flashlight. Well, and that's what's weird is, is it it's the same person with two different contacts. So it's mm-hmm. one, you know, and that's what's interesting. And that's what, that, you know, that's what it's, I like about the storytelling style is it's these like, little details that prevent you from getting the what's happening right because it's will in one case using the strobe and then we don't but we don't see him and then in the second case he's using the static light but then we do see him and we think well it can't be the same person would he have why would he have two different types of lights right you know, whatever you know and it's right. like oh because because you know and so even but even that whole idea of setting up the other light when Angela shows up, right? Like they didn't have to do that. Yeah. Right? Um, but, but doing that makes you go down a different path about what's happening. Um, but yeah, the whole thing um, was just so such an interesting way to do it using that technology and um, just like portable, portable way of doing it. I thought it was really, yeah, uh, really surprising. Because honestly, it's like, you know, without the actual proof of the technology, you know, it put into evidence in a court of law, like, Will didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he right. sort of didn't, he didn't physically do it. Yeah. Now, you can be, you know, you can obviously, you know, uh, be tried for coercing people into doing things, right? Right. But uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting that like he actually didn't physically do it himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But, but again, it, it goes back to that question, right? When he asked Angela, you think I can lift 200 pounds? It's like the only reason that's a line of dialogue <laughs> is to throw you off about so what the lost. truth is going to be. So lost. Yeah. Did the did the bullet bounce off your head? <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 really it 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 just reminds me of of a magician. You know, it's like I need they you know you need to in- inject some possibilities that will not be the answer right in order to actually can trick the people or or hide the truth long enough before the final reveal yeah right and so that's a whole skill that's a whole art in in how do you make these red herrings that are completely contrived right yeah uh, just to obscure like what's really gonna what you're gonna explain later is you know it's happening because like right yeah, he didn't need to say that like it's such a weird thing to say yeah um yeah no you're right it really made me wish that like once they introduced the idea of mesmerism in this episode and we see the flashing light i just feel like i should have immediately gone like oh that's how he that's how he, i should have remembered the the flashing well, light the with the you're... chief you're you're still in the moment following the story right yeah that was the problem yeah because even even when he is you know he's killed the people in the factory and he's looking at what you know the technology and the 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 projectors and the documents i'm like okay take the documents yeah so you can like read about this later and make sure you thwart their plans and blah 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 but they do a much simpler version which is like just take the projector it's Mm -hmm. a way straight more straightforward physical idea that he's taking taking their prototype right yeah uh and uh, but i still didn't i didn't connect that to go okay now that i see in 1938 he he has a mesmer projector that he's actually going to use that you know 60 years later or whatever right seven years later like i didn't ca- I, I my brain wasn't going there because you're you know you're caught up in the story yeah. um and they're hoping, you know, they're hoping. And that's what's weird, right? I battle that in my head where, like, I want to spend time second-guessing everything mm-hmm. so I can, like, be five steps ahead. But that's also yeah. not entertaining at all. Oh, I agree. It kind of ruins <laughs> things sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like that I have that voice, but I really do. And I guess, like, the episode worked on me in that way that I didn't get it until they cut to the scene and we see the chief. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. That was the moment when I got it. But it was, yeah. like, you know, 30 seconds before it happened. Yeah, which I which I think is fine. I, I like it. I, I, I want to – I I think they do a good job of giving you a chance to try to guess ahead, right? But, again, it goes back to those details that – you're 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 trying to guess based on this information that's that's not going to help you, and they have to plan that out so that like you might you try to guess ahead, but you're going to find on you you're probably going to land on the wrong answer or no answer at all, just in time for them to tell you what's really happening, which is what right. you really want, right? Right? I mean, can you imagine? You know, because stories go back, you know, thousands and thousands of years, you know. So it's like you picture, you know, cave people around a campfire and like the 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 warrior of the tribe is like and then i crept into the lion's den and then and then you killed them with your axe right you know it's like yeah mm-hmm. that's not the point you're not supposed to be guessing ahead right, right. you're supposed right. to be enjoying the story yes yes 
exactly yeah it's more fun that way when you can just get wrapped up yeah. in it and you're not being but there's openly this, analytical there's but... this feeling of being tricked though right there's this weird yes. feeling of well i should have guessed that i should have saw that come it's like but yes. no you shouldn't have because it's not the point but still we kind of wrestle with that like i should yeah all the plot reveals we i should know beforehand like why <laughs> why is that a thing okay so yeah i mean you know i take your challenge okay so I, I, I guess, I guess, in my defense, I would say that uh, you know, if if this podcast and the last slowdown isn't enough proof that I enjoy deconstructing stories, uh, <laughs> I don't know what is. So I enjoy that process. Like it's interesting to me to see how things work, and so I feel like once I get on that train where I'm deconstructing how storytelling works, like it's hard to turn it off. I, I guess I would compare it to. Um, like if you learn some music theory or something, like mm-hmm. you, you can't hear music the same way when you know certain things because that stuff influences you, you know, in the way you look at it because you're thinking about how it works in a way that, you know, before you were just responding like intuitively. So yeah, yeah I think I it's, that it's kind of a downside, but... I get that part, but what I'm saying is the next part where you, now that you have the tools of the trade, right... The idea that you should now guess what the next movement of the sonata is going to be, or whatever, right? You know right. What I mean, like that—that yeah. that thing that's like that's not yeah. actually logical. That that you think just because you understand or like deconstructing stories, that means that you shouldn't be surprised about anything. <laughs> you know, right. that now I should be able to guess what's going to happen. And it's just a weird, and I, I'm the same way, you know, I, I, I yeah. have that impulse that like, I want to be able, oh, I should have known that this person was really secretly that person based on what? Like I right. had no clue, but somehow you feel like you should have known that. Yeah. Because when yeah. a reveal feels like a trick somehow, I guess that's my point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it is in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, like I like to see how the trick works, you know? And, and I think what you're saying like is, like definitely a part of it at least from the 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 Lindelof method like what he loves doing is like dropping in those theories that are going to be wrong yeah to get your mind focused in a certain direction so he can Mm -hmm. then pull the rug out and make it something yeah I mean it is it is a sort of 4d chess right when a character says uh Dr. Manhattan can't look like regular people yeah yeah. you know and you're like well that sounds like it's true (laughs) yeah. <laughs> and it sounds yeah. like uh it's just and then you don't have the context to know is that just what everybody knows in the world is that just what she thinks right uh why does she right. know? they're not going to get into those details right so you just kind of take that uh, you know as at face value and you're not thinking uh maybe she's saying that because she has ulterior motive <laughs> yeah you know right and uh so yeah you know yeah i think uh yeah, I mean, you caught it. on right away that that line was significant. I definitely caught that it was significant. I and I, I didn't catch the second part that why she would be so. <laughs> that was tough. To that was tough. I yeah, yeah I would have been really yeah. impressed. Now you, you know what this is. We're sort of talking about episode seven, but yeah, but the thing I thought about is the last few episodes in terms of the reveal in episode seven was I thought Cal what's going to be revealed to be the silver oil guy. 
Oh, Lube Man. I thought he was going to be Lube Man. Right. I thought, oh, I they thought, haven't talked about him. I know. Now, I, I guess at this point, I think he's Petey. But I was thinking, who's right. tall and skinny? Right. And who cares about... Who cares, who cares to follow Angela? And I thought, okay, maybe it would make sense if mm-hmm. Cal was worried about her and wanted to like follow her and see what she's doing and make sure she's okay. So I thought maybe... I thought... So, so my brain was like, there's a reveal about Cal, you know, but I right. did not think that it was going to be anything with um, Dr. Manhattan related. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they set up that red herring about him being on Mars. Right. And we just right, think right. the truth. That's true. That's you know? true. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's the biggest thing you know about Dr. Manhattan after the series, right? Is right. Like he goes to Mars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you think how can that not be true? Right. And then they, and right. that's what's cool is they use that against you. Yeah. 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 It's true. All right, you ready to go into it? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's do some extraordinary being. All right. Okay. Here we go. Five, four, three, two. Photosensitive viewer disclaimer. And boom, Watchmen. Boom. (laughs) Previously on Watchmen. See, he's wearing that red. So people connected that to. uh, Yeah. Yep. That was a clue. Yep. Shit. This is also a clue. Um, Well, not a clue, but there's that that other part of that scene where they overlap Will's face with her face. And, oh yeah. And that's really significant for this episode where they overlap. Right. Wow. I love that detail that she took all of the nostalgia. She swallowed like 50 pills at once. <laughs> it's like not realistic at all, but okay. <laughs> with no water she just there it is 50 pills guys i love it hbo hbo Ooh, minutemen oh going also back like in that time. purple because uh i think uh purple is the opposite color wheel from yellow oh interesting okay. I don't know my color wheel very well. Uh, that sounds art, true. Get you some art theory, bro. <laughs> I need theory. He's such a white guy. <laughs> and this is the thing about the dialogue too, right? Like they're asking about about <laughs> sex stuff. Uh about the noose and we'll get the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's something they built on because that is how he looks in the comics and I don't yeah. think it's explained. 
for sure exactly which is which is what what makes the reveal and connecting it to will and all it makes it so much greater because they took this thing they they invented the answer yeah and made it work yeah yeah it took a little it took a little doing but look how big his lapels are his lapels are huge (laughs) holy crap that's how they did it in I the forties. Really, I didn't notice that before. <laughs> it's like all the way to his shoulder. It's great. <laughs> it is a lot. This was also a weird part. This weird. For I forgot. It. They were saying that Hooded Justice was having sex with Hoover. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, what a weird detail. <laughs> it is a weird detail. I wonder if that's in the comics. Yeah, it's so specific. The other thing that makes me think Will is superhuman or something is he's really strong. He seems really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he's got like fighting ability for no reason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he didn't say cheese. <laughs> I think uh, this is a point where I was like, oh, this must be the TV show. Yeah. I thought it was... I think I thought it was a TV show the whole time because it's the only time we've seen him. Yeah, it totally makes sense. But But I guess I thought they were actually going to address him to justice for real, which they do, but just not here. Yeah. I thought he was going to make them kiss. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if only. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh, it was somebody else with J. Edgar Hoover. Okay. I think that's what the dialogue said. Huh. It was somebody he was with slept with J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, okay. I think think that's what he was saying. (laughs) That's like so... Okay. Mm -hmm. Crazy world back then. What's the title referring to? This Extraordinary Being? Yeah. What... I, I mean, I... It's... I... It's got to be Hooded Justice, right? Or no? I don't know. Who else? <laughs> no, I have no idea. The titles of the show are weird sometimes. Yeah, they Actually, did. all the time. I thought in the beginning it made sense, and then it like after episode two, it just started, went downhill. Yeah. Exposition, exposition, exposition. <laughs> yes, I do, but tell me anyway. 
I feel like that's not true. <laughs> like it might be true, but they don't. But like they're only writing that for contrivance reasons. Yeah, yeah. I would think if she's like unconscious, I don't know. Maybe they would need like a family consent or something. Mm-hmm. But I would think there would be a point where yeah i feel like she'd take the law in her own hands and be if she had to and be like just pump her stomach yeah. who cares right right just for the character like mm-hmm. just yeah. do it yeah i agree i'm still confused why the fbi is called in to deal with like a local police chief getting killed it, it still <laughs> kind of doesn't make sense yeah it was keen and he tries to explain it and he doesn't do a yeah, good job either not do a good job <laughs> yeah i think it's a little bit yeah contrived no women allowed <laughs> yeah clearly yeah i was really fascinated by these camera angles when they swap character where they swap the actors and stuff mm-hmm. and how they like pulled that off yeah yeah it made me wonder if they ever considered doing the whole episode with regina king only mm-hmm. you know because well, i've seen them do makes, stuff like that before there's times where it makes it, it it's better when it's him yeah. You know, so, but I do. Yeah. But there were times when I thought they would switch to Regina and they didn't. I thought when he's in bed with uh, uh, Captain mm-hmm. uh, Metropolis, Metropolis yeah. I thought they would have, and I thought that would have been an, put an interesting spin on that scene. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't do it then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that storyline is one where it's it's a little, it kind of misses the point if you put Regina King in there. Mm-hmm. Well, but I thought that would have been interesting, just like to put her in his shoes in 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 one of those scenes, you know? Yeah, yeah, but just I, I guess for like our normal human eyes, like it just comes across like a bit jarring. Yeah, I, I thought this was interesting. You know, like the white police, whoever, mm-hmm. dude skips over the black just guy pass and then, him up yeah and then there's a specific black guy who uh and then Has beware the cyclops yeah 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 that's a big setup that's a that's big huge. setup for everything that's i guess that's the first he ever hears a cyclops yeah and that's gonna be like a central point of his life <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here it really is Oh, I forgot that she was a reporter or whatever. So did I. <laughs> I thought they were like already married by by now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot they actually showed them like meeting.
Yeah, that was interesting. Like, why would she say that? How yeah, does she? Her? Wait, does she know him? <laughs> it's weird to say that if they just met. Mm-hmm. Like, is he really coming across that angry already? Oh, she knows stuff. Oh, she's yeah. talking about the past. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. The Tulsa Massacre. Okay. You are talking like we're in a flashback. <laughs> they do that in the next episode too. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's that weird flashback speak where they're really trying to like hit character beats. Yeah, and it, it comes across. They did it in Lost too, and Leftovers. Like it comes across a bit artificial, but yeah, you know they have to really like fast track this like mm-hmm. huge story. Like, honestly, like, you could tell a whole show, you could have a whole show about this world. Sure. There's enough here. Yep. Yeah, the uh, black police officer in New York City in the 30s who uncovers a mass conspiracy theory where white supremacists are trying to incite racial war yes. with uh, with mesmer technology. Yeah, that's a whole show. <laughs> Exactly. And Did you catch like... that uh, this is supposed to be Fred, uh, an homage to Fred Trump, Donald Trump's father? No. His name is Fred, and Fred Trump owned like a market or something in this particular area where this person owns a place. And one of the writers on um, one of the writers on Watchmen tweeted and then deleted a tweet that that referenced the fact that this guy was supposed to be Fred Trump. Oh. Or, 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 and that's say supposed to be Fred Trump, but like sort of supposed to be Fred referencing Trump. Yeah. Fred Trump. Yeah. Now I had no idea. Never yeah. occurred to me. Yeah. But I didn't. I don't actually know that much about Fred Trump. So what? I one of the things know. I liked about this setup here is the casual violence in which he just throws a Molotov in a building and walks away and has a cigarette. Like it's mm-hmm. not a big deal at all yeah. he fears nothing you know yeah. like that says a lot definitely and then we get this thing here which happens i don't know this seems this needs a name this dynamic where like so he this guy's being completely racist, right? Using his white privilege to like yeah. integrate the cop, the black cop, right? And then we expect this guy to to be in in, in league with him, right? Mm-hmm. To tell the black cop to stand down. But he doesn't. Yeah. He stands up for right. him and says, Give him respect, everybody, but it's complete red herring. But it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I had the theory that I don't think i necessarily once he did that that, i i was like i knew what was happening yeah i thought the same thing uh i had the theory that that guy is the chief's like grandfather or something oh i I don't think they necessarily confirmed that but 
until we got to the next episode, like that's what I was thinking was going on. With, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, that's not a bad with, idea. With uh, Will hanging him, like that it was that guy, you know. Yeah. But it turns out the chief was actually in league with them. So. Yeah. <laughs> kind of changed things. This I didn't catch before that Will had a Superman type. Uh, me either yeah 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 this is definitely like oh okay that's the story they're trying to tell that does kind of imply maybe there's something supernatural about him yeah there's something up with him Let go who? This is what we call gaslighting. Yeah. (laughs) So here's where he cracks and there's actually like a little bit of sympathy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this guy's not part of the Cyclops thing. Yeah, he he's like complicit, much. but he's not participating. Yeah. And he's willing to, you know, not work in their interests. Yeah. What a shot. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super the weird. Wow. <laughs> But it's worth the cinematography's working well. This idea that you know the memories are blending together and the sort of seamless skipping between time and place, and uh, it's really effective. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to bring up is they also set up in that scene with uh, Wade and uh, Colleen from Lost uh, that um, uh, that idea of like Spielberg directing this like schindler's list-esque movie about the big squid and there's this girl in red in the middle of a black and white scene and Uh then they do that here you know with his his i guess what turns out to be his mother like playing the piano in color in the middle of the black oh that's cool yeah i'm saying yeah yeah i don't think you're off the hook buddy (laughs) yeah and then when you see that, I didn't yeah. really know how to take that. I guess it's a flashback to Tulsa. I, I'm assuming that's what that means. Right? Was that not real? I don't think that was real. I don't think the okay. cops were really just dragging flashback to Tulsa. In the I think all sense. those color little things are flashbacks. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, okay, okay. I was yeah. like, man, really? But okay, yeah. yeah. You want to ride in our car as we drag black people? Yeah, I'm like, I know the police are bad, but damn. Yeah. yeah i think you i almost feel like you're right like i feel like they should reveal that this guy was uh judd's grandfather yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what they were gonna say, and then they never did. Mm-hmm. And so then, I, then, then when we find out what's going on with Keen in the next episode, I was like, okay, well, I guess like yeah. the chief himself was complicit. It wasn't just a family thing. 
So what I thought was going to happen here, I knew this was going to be a turning point for Will's character. And I thought there's some reason he's lived a long time. And mm-hmm. I thought like, I don't know how I thought it was supposed to ha- work, but I thought like Dr. Manhattan was going to show up or so. Oh God. And like time grant, travel, grant him power or something or save right. him or. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the symmetry here is clear. Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah, see that light that they don't too. Say that, yeah, like, like the same thing. Angela's car, the light. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the thing with Will killing Judd, I still am not clear why. Why isn't it enough to expose him as whatever, you know? Why is murder the only justifiable solution? Still not clear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're just trying to say, like, he's really angry, so he's just, like, lashing out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he could have done it a different way, but... You know. I feel like they're more symbolic about things like this, you know, and it, and it, it seems like there's some reason why it had to be a hanging, you know, it had to mm-hmm. be this way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, there's definitely like a, an obvious sort of historical symbolism there, but like, mm-hmm. as for like the specifics. Yeah. This is when I realized he was hit of justice. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Me too. And the, the rope around the neck, I was like, I saw the yeah, rope around the neck. I knew he's he was going to put a hood on. And then he puts is. the hood on. And I was like, oh, this is so well done that he already, yeah. he has the things he needs. Yeah. Yeah, like that guy like made his costume, at least part of it. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. He's and the whole that thing, thing, you know, using a symbol of pain as a symbol of your power. Right. It's classic yeah. superhero stuff. Definitely. Yeah, and like, uh, uh, like Agent Blake's line about like you wear the mask to hide the pain. Yeah. Oh, I hit this crate. <laughs> Later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that was like Bruce and Martha Wayne. Or uh, not Bruce Wayne, <laughs> but uh, was his dad's name Bruce? No, um, forgot. But it felt like that was yeah. the Waynes, you know, getting right. and he, yeah. <laughs> I mean, torture story. There's no Batman now. Yeah.
It's like, but are you angry because I just had to kill you? Or were you originally angry as she said you were because of the childhood? That's the mm-hmm. classic lost thing where it's like, so oh, lost. I don't get oh it. Oh my God. It's both and or yep. neither. I'm yep. not sure. All of these scenes in this house felt like a play to me. I was like, this could be a yeah. play. Yeah, definitely. That one set. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we kind of settle into this for a while. Yeah. yeah. This is another thing I haven't pieced together why Bass Reeves and Will Reeves have the same last name. Oh. Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. That's interesting. Yeah, so this goes back to like the first scene in the whole season. Yep. And this is a, I love this, and I remember this from the pilot. I love this dynamic of the. You know, the guy in the white, which is supposed to be the good guy in a Western, mm-hmm. and the person in the black, they completely switch sides of the law. And and then obviously the racial element there too, where like the white guy is the bad guy, the black guy is secretly the good guy. Like right. I love that whole dynamic, how that plays out. Yeah, is that like, yeah, that's weird. I never noticed they have the same last name. Now I'm mm-hmm. confused. Yeah. It's like, is this supposed to be a coincidence? Or is that, you know, is that partially why he's so enamored with this character? Because they have right. the same name. Yeah. I do wonder why she has white makeup. maybe she went out and bought it but i didn't know why (laughs) yeah they didn't show that scene have yeah but yeah anyway this whole idea that he wears white makeup and why and and it contributing to the fact everyone from here on out will think he's white you know i thought it was really well done yeah also, I feel like there's an interesting symmetry with uh, the Sister Knight costume. Oh, exactly sort of right. Like a yep. Color switch version of that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Although we get a separate origin for that in the next episode. That's that shot right there tells you like, oh yeah, Sister Night and But yeah, exactly. Well that's what's weird is they end up doing the same thing even though they're they had no idea about each other really. Right. Right. Genetic determinism. Yeah, that's one of the thing. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they gave him the hood, too. They gave him the hood? What do you mean? Yeah, like the cops, when they took him out. Like, he said they uh, gave him the hood as well. You mean when they were hanging him? Yeah. Yeah, he had the hood. What do you mean? They put a hood over him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, a lot of that costume was from just from that encounter. Not just the news, but also... Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Though it looks better now. Yeah. It was a little sloppy in the first scene. Mm Mm-hmm. It's tailored. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tailored justice. Makes an interesting song, set the world on fire. That's kind of what he does. Also, the whole thing with Tulsa burning and the pilot. Right. Yeah, I don't know why he's a good fighter. I don't really understand that. Uh, yeah. That's uh, it's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Is it just like he's powered by anger? <laughs> that's just yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of it. Like that's I his do superpower. Kind of it. Yeah, that's what he means when he's like, "Yeah, you're right. I'm angry, and I can use it for good." He's got a mission. He's got mm-hmm. a way to direct it. And like, yeah, the personal tragedy. It is a lot. It's of weird guys to me that them. like, are these the same guys that were just outside? It. Uh, oh, they were outside. Remember, he sees them. He's on the rooftop across the yeah. street, and he sees three guys walk into the building. Right. Yeah. But they're not wearing clan rubs, obviously. Oh, like they switch clothes as soon as they walk. Like the they door. go in and they put on their clan costume. <laughs> That's what's weird to me. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, it's a bit weird. So there's the first uh, mesmerism thing. Yep, yep. I thought that was a cool thing. I was like, wow, they're going to get into that, huh? Yeah, I thought it was just like a random... I I was not understanding how much that mattered at this point. Well, because they showed the map and that, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And here we go. We get the lettuce, which I don't know if this is just a coincidence. (laughs) Lettuce. But we get some lettuce with the white supremacists. Okay, oh, so this, this is, is weird. This Matrix shot, yeah. Uh, and then they just hang on this for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually the only time you get a clue about what's going on outside of the flashback until the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the only reason why it's like a slight question, like what happened uh, to Angela at the end, you know, because this tells you like she's not, right now, she's not where she is later. 
Yeah. Now, is this the scene that they dramatize a few episodes ago in the uh, the uh, the the TV show about? It does kind of seem that way. Yeah, it's in yeah. a it's in a store like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's no way Lori Blake would like let Angela go to Lady True just because Lady True knows it. It just it just felt contrived and not yeah. realistic. Yeah. And she looks really weird in this costume because of her eyelashes. You know, she looks like a um I don't know, like a cartoon character or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought the color was going to come in. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite work, though. Who is Cal anyway? Exactly. Are you? That line we met in Vietnam, I think we're going to see that later when we get into the origin story yeah. of how Dr. Manhattan is. Oh, God, we're going to get another origin story. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> all right now we get act two of this story it's a weird transition mm -hmm. like the memory cut off there i think it yeah it just kept going to the next thing like it didn't work cal pulling her out didn't work so that lot, that little look he gives when he shakes his hand, I caught that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I, can, I can't tell if I thought it was a little too obvious the choice for the actor to to do that. But mm -hmm. as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, this is where the gay thing comes into play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering if they were gonna write that out or do something different. Like I I I was kind of yeah. I wasn't yeah, I was sure being was really stereotypical because this guy is like in really good shape and like classically handsome. And I was like, oh, well, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave that look when he shook Will's hand. And I was like, oh, okay, here it is. <laughs> well, clearly you were right. But <laughs> I I just wasn't sure where they were going with this because they had already changed like the story or not changed it, but given an explanation mm -hmm. that wasn't in the comics. So it made me wonder how much of what was in the comics would they actually do yeah yeah i just feel like when he shook will's hand like his gator went off i was like oh because <laughs> he already knows i think he already knows will is hooded justice by yeah. this point yeah i think yeah you're that's what he's saying now well right now he's saying he thinks will knows who hooded justice is because he he's sort of intimating he thinks hooded justice is oh right. yeah okay right but I right. think later he might reveal that he knew the whole time. I'm not sure. I forget. 
Oh, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that she figures it out. But this this is just how vigilantism works. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You say that now. Yeah. I feel like at this point, it's clear that he's hood of justice. Mm -hmm. Like they're still pretending like it's another person, but. Well, the audience that became knows. you right there. What'd you say? And it became you right there. He yeah. stopped, stopped saying he. And then this thing where, like, they touch hands. That oh, yeah, yeah. Example. Yeah, this was the moment when I knew they were going to do it. Yeah. The thing they skip over in this relationship with them, I think, is is where... It, it basically, how, how did it start? Because <laughs> they jumped mm -hmm. at this part. Right. Um, they kind of just skip over that. It's and, rushed. And then they make it clear that it's not quite romantic, you know? It's not right. quite... And now in this, there's some lines in the scene where it's almost just a fetish for Captain uh, Metropolis, where he's... It's almost like a... Uh, let me see what he says here about the anything now. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, there's some lines. This When he comes back to bed, there's this line here that where it feels like he's just this is just an experience for him, not like, oh, I'm in love with you, Hooded Justice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It does end up being kind of a superficial relationship. Yeah. Which... I, which I don't know how to characterize Will's orientation at all based on yeah. this one or, you know, obviously maybe, you know, they were intimate several times, but like, I don't know what that means. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I, it seems like they're trying to integrate the two, like what was mm -hmm. in the comics with this story that they're telling here. And yeah. it's, it just, it's a little bit clunky. Yeah. Because I do think they state in the comics that he's actually supposed to be a gay character who doesn't have kids and, you know, doesn't have a oh, wife and so it. on. Yeah, that disguise is not like that. Uh, yeah, but it's like classic it. 30s. It is, yeah, definitely. That's why it looks like that. This line, that line right there, they 
It's a shame they can't see how beautiful you are. That seems very fetishy to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I mean, you have to really... <laughs> you have to read into the lines a lot because it's a quick scene, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Tell the audience how uh, the pilot connects to this story. Yeah, I thought this was a little heavy-handed. <laughs> oh, right. They have to throw this in, too. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Uh -huh. so, so, wait. When they met and she's, like, doing a story on him and she's saying you're angry, like, she's known him her whole life. Yeah. Okay. But she was just saying, I was okay. there for work. Yeah. For, yeah. Okay. I, I, for, I forgot when we were talking earlier about that scene. That so did I. So did I. <laughs> I forgot she's the baby. Okay. Because yeah. they did have to explain who the baby was. Yeah. I remember there I was this the crazy baby. Thing I forgot of, the like, baby was a. I, I, I forgot it was a mystery like that mattered that matter at all. Yeah. I remember seeing a crackpot theory that like Angela is the baby, which made no sense for no the timeline. Sense. But like yeah. the yeah, this is a more plausible answer. Yeah. Baby, one day I'm gonna marry you. I feel like that's what happened in that scene. <laughs> okay, so she's saying she's pregnant now. So, uh, what were you saying about the kid versus? Now I forget what the timeline question was. Because oh, they haven't had the kid yet. There was some timeline question. Anyway. There was a question about if the kid was born already by... What, did it have to do with Captain Metropolis? Yeah, that, I thought it did. So I was going to say it's at least after the initial meeting and... Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, his joining the, the Minutemen. Yeah. Ah, Psychops file. It's not a little off show unless somebody has a file. <laughs> of course. Oh, they actually say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they're hinting at something, man. You might be right. You might be right. Oh, he uses that word, vast and insidious conspiracy. That's when I should have realized that Cyclops is the same as what he was talking about in the present. I thought I made the connection, but I just thought it was a parallel that Me oh, too. Yeah, that like <laughs> like I didn't know that Cyclops turned into the cavalry, basically. I know. Yeah, I just I yeah. Looking back, I'm like, oh, of course. <laughs> so this was interesting. So you get this whole thing where, you know, we're getting this character revealed by Captain Metropolis and this whole idea of the commercialization of heroes and all that kind of stuff and, and how, like, he's just a token. He's just a yeah. prop. He's being used. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it should be, like, this uh, heroic story, but it ends mm -hmm. up, like, not really working out that well. No.
Oh, I guess she's working. <laughs> Writing a story. <laughs> Quick transition. Yeah. Fast forward that timeline. And more. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz book. Yeah. Oh, he's playing with army toys. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Go to the military. You're right. Although there weren't any other toys in the 30s for boys, so that's it. (laughs) All right, act three. Yeah. About time you showed up like you were really waiting for him. <laughs> oh, well, okay. There you go. I guess yeah. That makes sense. So that stuff was like a callback to the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're playing the same music. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah, I love the whole idea of Cyclops, the idea, but then the projector idea. I think it really works. FT, Fred Trump. Oh, That's why right. they made the connection FT and Sons. Yeah. You're right. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and 
and this is the thing that goes to the character and the relationship is like their personal relationship has no influence on Captain uh, Metropolis at all. Right. To convince yeah. him of his own prejudices. <laughs> oh god mm-hmm. yeah this actor is great at being the worst definitely so hateable mm-hmm. wearing a black hat Yeah, you know all of them because you're all racist KKK members. <laughs> They're all working for me. <laughs> I assume he was going to kill him or something, right? He wasn't really going to... Yeah. Yeah, or... Or maybe there's a part of the warehouse where it's not the conspiracy is obvious. Mm-hmm. Did he really not recognize him? Yeah, I think that's what's interesting. That's crazy. That he that's how little he meant to him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I See, I thought he detail. was going to kill him for personal reasons. They didn't even know yeah. who that was. No, I, that's, yeah, I don't actually think he was going to kill him. I think he was, he just literally was just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's so harsh. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Not wearing the clan outfits today? No. Oh, they're wearing their police uniforms. What's interesting is he uh, just knows that they're all Cyclops people. I guess he's figured that out somehow. Mm -hmm. That that's like I mean that that the Cyclops are all white supremacists because he's just like killing like yeah. indiscriminately now. Yeah. Yeah. He figured it out pretty quickly, and yeah, it's it's a little rushed, but yeah, he knows who they are, and yeah, I guess he thinks, you know, these people deserve to die. Mm -hmm. This was well done. He gets to see how the machine works very quickly. Yeah. And then I love yeah. when his uh, gun is out of bullets. This is the guy I really want to be the chief's grandfather. Yeah. But... They don't quite tell us. 
Yeah, I would expect like his name could be on his on his uh, uniform, but I guess mm-hmm. they didn't do that these these days or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a badge. <laughs> yeah, I love when the cable accidentally goes in the actor's mouth and he has to like pull it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's classic. Those headphone cables were pretty uh, sturdy back then. Yeah, it's he died pretty quickly. If I tried to choke someone with a headphone cable, it would break. <laughs> like, I've broken them before. Like, I just don't think they're that <laughs> strong. No offense. But it was the 40s. Yeah. Things were made to last back there then. There was lead in them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they were so good. Yeah. The extra lead. It's like a comic book shot. Yeah, this I saw people call back to Will, and maybe they do it in the episode. I forget here in a second if they'll do it, but they cut back, you know, him standing in front of the fires of Tulsa. Right. As a kid. Right. Yeah. Do they do that? It feels like they're going to do that. There it is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And that song earlier I was mentioning where the lyrics were like, I just want to set the world on fire. Right. Now the hood comes off. Just in time for her wife to leave you. Yeah, I think it's simpler and better in a way that he has to do that himself and not like get the Miniman involved, but it does yeah. make the Miniman kind of worthless. Well, that's the whole point, really. <laughs> Which right? is the point of the yeah. themes of, of this whole idea that yeah, they all are still self serving, like No drum solo. Yep. Whenever I hear a drum solo as music, I think of Birdman. Okay. Because they did that. That's funny. And I don't hear that that often. Yeah, that's fair. Another thing they skip over, it feels like the subtext here sort of sometimes is the gay thing, but they they don't make her leaving be about that. Like she, she figured it out or she caught them or whatever, which I think is better. Yeah. But also sometimes it does feel like that's what she's saying, but right. (laughs) I agree. I agree. It's like they're conflating the two or, or they don't have time to distinguish. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just let you decide what she's <laughs> upset about. Exactly. So is that the end of this period? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where we cut away. So then, then like what? Like, 80 years pass. Yep, nothing interesting <laughs> happened 80 years. Like, that's the other part that reminded me of Abitur, though. It's like, 
okay and then like a lot of stuff happened right yeah yeah abiturno was like yeah uh um jacob touches richard and then like puts him in charge and then like yeah cut to the future yeah but we never get to see like him leading the others or mm-hmm. gather you know recruiting them or whatever you know there's just all this stuff so yeah There's anyway 70s horror music uh yeah classic and there it is now here's an interesting question why is will in a wheelchair right now is he only in a wheelchair because of how we see him in the pilot yeah it does kind of feel that way because i guess they revealed he doesn't actually need it yeah yeah that's a good who is it for why was he ever in one (laughs) it actually gives him away like that's why uh like it's on to him Put it just as. I really wanted more in this scene. Because this was like supposed to answer my questions and it just didn't feel adequate to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't really make sense quite exactly what he's saying here. Yeah, that's what that's what he ends on. You don't know me. And it's like, okay, tell me then. But he accepts that. Like, but does Judd even know that symbol? The chief doesn't acknowledge it. So I, because of the Keen thing, like, I'm thinking he is in on it, but he does not acknowledge it in this scene. Yeah. Oh, I'm buffering. All right. Buffering. Sorry, I'm buffering. Buffering, buffering, buffering. There it is. Buffering done. Go. I feel like the most like like offensive that's not the word, but like the the thing he says that seems to implicate him the most is when he's like, I'm trying to help you people. Yeah. Like that's like the worst thing he says. And yet he's saying he's trying to help. I mean, maybe it's like, you know, he doesn't he he doesn't he thinks that in some weird twisted way, but I don't know. I, I, I really thought I was going to get answers here, and I didn't feel like I did, aside no. from, like, how this happened, you know? It's a how, but not a why. Yeah. And I, yeah, I guess it's like Will thinks he knows all the answers, so he doesn't need to get a confession. Yeah. But for the audience, like, you know, we don't know I this I love guy. this look on her face, because she feels like she's being Will in that that's how Lewis got to do your looks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> that was such a specific, such a specific look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It didn't, his, he did, it didn't really answer the questions about the reveals with his character. Yeah. The clan robe in the closet. Like it's oh. my legacy. Like, okay, do, do tell. You don't know yeah. me. Well, I'm not going to know you if you never explain it. Mm-hmm. 
they're trying to do a lot in this episode. There's yeah. a lot of themes here. It's, yeah, I didn't catch who she was until the next episode. Me either. <laughs> I had no idea who that was supposed yeah. to be. Which is weird because that was Angel's memory, not Will's memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe but that's what they're so trying to do funny. is like eradicate. She's her attitude is so hilarious. <laughs> She's just like so over it all. <laughs> that was the end. All right. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that writer Core Jefferson is uh Linda Lopez is the one who came up with the idea that Will was uh Hooded Justice. Oh, okay. Yeah, make that whole thing. Nice. Work. Um, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, lots of things going on with this episode. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing about, you know, uh, the law, you know, the law being unjust. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a thing about vigilante justice being justice or not, um, you know, there's a thing about celebrity and like superficial, like, you know, um, I guess the superficial aspects of uh, being a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, there's like a gay thing. There's a racial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a parenting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like. They're, they're trying to draw a lot you know, white supremacy obviously like they're trying to draw a lot together uh it's uh, it's a very ambitious episode yeah yeah it's a lot i mean it's um yeah like we said it's the whole flashback part could really be its own series yeah and there's yeah. a lot of elements there um but yeah, yeah overall really good episode really interesting um but yeah a lot of themes a lot of things to deal with but yeah the Crawford thing is in I, I yeah I didn't really get I didn't the thing is what I'm I, is he a, listen is he a racist or not like I feel yeah, like that hasn't been answered that's what I want to know okay so yeah. like based on episode seven I think he is but I still don't feel like we've had like independent direct confirmation mm-hmm. you know because what I don't understand is then why is he so friendly with Angela why yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Just what cover. Is that, what does that really know. mean? Yeah, is that is that just cover? Um, or is it just like you're one of the good ones? Yeah. Uh huh. You know, like what is he thinking? Like, yeah, no, I have no idea. Yeah. Because they don't explain it, and I just I don't know. To me, that was the moment. I really thought when that scene started. Okay, now we're gonna find out. Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal with the chief? What's the deal with his secrets? Why is he keeping the clan robe? What was he really up to? Is Will right? You know? And I think he and is. And maybe that's why they didn't explicitly say he's a racist in this episode because they're going to more explicitly say in the next Say one. more later. Yeah. You know? But yeah. yeah, I thought it still didn't make sense 
Like, why does Will even know he has a robe hidden in his closet? I I thought the same thing. How like how did he find that out? Mm-hmm. It's weird because he tells Angela, you know, he's got skeletons in his closet, and then she's like, "You said he had skeletons <laughs> in his closet. I found a clear robe." But he's like, "I didn't mean literally." Is yeah, it you did. <laughs> why do you? It's such a weird. Yeah, it's it's it is it's a it's one of those things, right? Where yeah, in the beginning it needs to be one way, and in the end it needs to be another way, but they don't really gel together. Yeah, that that like, well, he clearly did know that, and right. he clearly did mean that. Exactly. So why would he just say? Oh, you found the the you found it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh he didn't act like he knew about it either. because even if he doesn't literally, even if he didn't literally mean he he has a clan robe in his closet, he did mean he's a secret white supremacist. Yeah. So that which is what the clan robe suggests anyway. So it's like right. she was still right, but he still discounted sort of the whole gist of what she was saying. Right. And, and this like pedantic, like, why do you mean literally? Mm-hmm. And it's good dialogue, but it doesn't really make sense. Right. Just exactly. Like, why is he in a wheelchair when no one is, no one's going <laughs> to see him do this? Right. You know, it'd be different if, uh, if, if, if Judd saw a, a, an elderly person in a wheelchair on the side of the road, he stopped because of right. that. Right. Oh, right. okay. It's as a ploy. For help yeah. this is how i'll get him to stop but that's not yeah. what happened so now you're right i think it makes sense like if will is in public or whatever yep. for cover that he's yep. in the wheelchair but in this scene yeah there's no reason the only reason is because that's what he was earlier before they revealed now it kind of reminds me of the the lock uh jeremy bentham thing where like everyone's saying jeremy bentham Ooh, did jeremy bentham kind of talk to yes you? and then as soon as we know who it is it's like yeah you mean lock yeah like, yeah yeah i mean drop the pretense the only thing they could do is to say that he did need the wheelchair for a little bit and then uh something with lady true has recently helped him with his mobility or healed him or something mm-hmm. that's the only right. play they have left the catch all yeah, so, exactly. Lady True's got something in She's the back. Got something in the yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you won't need that for long. I, I got yeah. Chair Yeah, I bought a company that helps with like <laughs> wheelchair walking issues. And here, take this pill, and you can walk in twenty four <laughs> hours. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing they can say is uh, is something like that. That in literally within the day, last few days, something happened that's different. I do wonder though. I think because we'll how find... did he even get? How did he even get to the side of the road? Did he wheel himself all across town? To Must have. To... So it took him like four, you know, like five yes. hours. I, I don't even know how many hours it would take. You know, I I don't know how what? to explain it. I mean, yeah. unless like Lady True like drove him there or something. But but that I mean that begs the question, yeah, how did he how is he getting around town? And 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 is he I don't know, man. I I think there's this weird supernatural reveal that's gonna come with Will. <laughs> I've i I've got this spider sense that's saying they're gonna he can fly or something or Oh shit. Yeah, there's something like crazy, like and it's like 
my brain thinks it's not true, which means I feel like it's got to be true. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's fight- true either, but I could easily be wrong. Yeah. So something I was wondering about that I think we find out a little bit about in the next episode, but probably we'll find out more about like in the last two. Are we down the last two or is the last three? Yes, yeah, the last two, two right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is what is Lady True's interest? Like why, you know, so yeah. like thinking back to how the collaboration with Captain Metropolis and the Minutemen went, which was like, fuck you, like in your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why is he collaborating with Lady True? Why does he trust her? What is her goal, or why is she teaming up with him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, definitely, she, it we'll talk about that for the next episode because she does talk about her motivations in general in the next episode, right? But I think, um, I think there's something with Vietnam. I think there's something with, yeah, Vietnam and her mother. And then Cal, right. Doctor Manhattan, and then Angela, and I think, and then Will, and so I think there's, you know, there's there's a reason we find out with Lady True's daughter and what's happening with that. Right. I think it's very specific. Uh, so I feel like something happened in Vietnam where this pack started or something like that. Or, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Does she want to eradicate? You know, my theory, my crackpot theory right now is the clock tower she built. Is that what it's called? Clock tower? Um, clock? No, the millennium clock. Millennium clock. Yeah. <laughs> is that the clock tower from Back to the Future? Um, <laughs> and uh, I think the millennium clock. And like, which millennium? Like, why is it called millennium clock? The millennium. What are you talking about? There's only one. There's only one. <laughs> and uh, I think basically that clock it has like mesmer technology from Will, and it's gonna broadcast around the world to white people. Don't be okay. hello 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 sorry did i lose you yeah you just cut out there for a bit uh i think my computer went to sleep or something weird uh i was saying um she's got a broadcast my crackpot theory is that the tower is going to uh the clock millennium clock is going to use uh will's mesmer technology and broadcast around the world to white people don't be racist And that's how they're going to solve racism. That's and the plan. Big, the big, the big plot with the seven okay. calories to like. That's. I mean, how, hey, do you have a plan to end racism? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> you need one part, one part clock, and one part mesmer, and then you can do it. You stir until ready. Stir until finale. Yeah. Um, that makes either, sense. Although there are some. Big questions raised by the next episode about the plans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I feel like there's got to be more to it than that, but that could definitely be an aspect of it. Well, I feel like it, it's got to relate to the racism or the Seventh Calvary. Oh, I totally agree. Is. Totally agree. Yeah. And um, and they said the clock tells time, and she's like, "What? Well, it tells time." uh right 
So I'm thinking. I I also think it's a time machine. That's my other crackpot theory. Oh right, it's some sort of time machine. Uh, and maybe or teleportation thing. Um, but um, yeah, I find it interesting what that what that thing's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna find out, I think, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Because there's very little left after the next one, which we haven't yeah. talked about yet, except briefly. Yeah, it's uh, I just feel like that's Will's contribution, right? Is mesmer technology, right? And she's got this thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and she clearly like was in some way in on the plan to kill the chief. Hmm. So I think that suggests that yeah, there's there's a connection there, definitely. Still don't get little details of the plot, like why did Lady True's you know uh, airplane pick up uh, Angela's car with Will in it? I guess just to retrieve him, right? Yeah, but I think like so. so he wouldn't get arrested, I guess. Right. But then didn't didn't yeah, drop the car off. You know, um, you know what else I thought about that I didn't think before uh, the next episode when you see that she can listen to all the Dr. Manhattan calls. Yeah. It made me think that she actually heard, you know, the call from Blake Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's why she dropped the car at that moment. (laughs) She knew, but why would she? It's at least possible. Well, I, I, I like that. I just don't... It doesn't explain why she would do it. No, no, no. There isn't a good reason that I have. But yeah, just but to it say it's possible. The timing. It explains the, the timing. timing. Yeah. Since she it was doesn't... involved in picking up the car and the call, you know. Yeah. Which, it was implied it was Dr. Manhattan. And then it seemed like it was a coincidence. But I forgot that, like, Lady True operates those uh, phone booths yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that I didn't get uh, to your point about the next episode is that she can see those messages. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't think that was a thing. Like, yeah. Um, and, and, and it begs the question, like, what's the whole point of it? Like, why does she even have that service? Yeah, I agree. That's a good, good question. Especially because, yeah, it doesn't. It well, doesn't actually do what that... it's, it's supposed to do. Yeah, and it appears to be free, I think. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like so some it's kind like... of quasi-religious thing, almost. Yeah. It's like yeah, a exactly. Booth. A confessional, yeah. yeah. But but God's not listening, is but that what God's you're saying? God's not listening, exactly. Oh, jeez. God's just You know, the out. last podcast when we saw Ozymandias... Uh, escape his prison briefly. We we made the comment that he was on uh, Mars, a moon on mm-hmm. Mars, but that was clearly Jupiter. Right. And I knew that that was Jupiter, but I still had Mars in my head, and I was like, oh yeah, it's Mars. But yeah, no, that was a moon on Jupiter, which I think is supposed to be Europa. Okay. Uh, which, if I remember my science correctly, is one of the moons that has been theorized to have life on it based on certain conditions. Ah, okay. Uh, I think I, if I, if I remember, I think there's like liquid water under an, under the ice sheet or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, which makes me think of the, 
uh, the clone babies in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the life would be. So. Yep. Yep. I guess with the Dr. Manhattan reveal in the next episode, it also throws into question what's going on there. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how much we're going to talk about the next episode, but I... Yeah, my yeah, theory I guess is that's that, for the next one. Yeah, my theory is that, you know, Dr. Manhattan, either for his own protection, for his identity, or to protect Earth from Ozymandias, put him in this prison before he went undercover because he, you know, like I said, either he was like, well, if I go undercover, then Ozymandias is running around. Who knows what he's going to do? No one can stop him but me, you know, sort of a thing. Or he'll come after me if if he's not out of the way. That's kind of, that's basically what I'm thinking is, is it, it, it was specific to him going you know, undercover that he was like, okay, I got to get Ozymandias out of the way while I'm undercover. Otherwise he'll be a threat to either me or the world. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So he's still involved. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. I don't understand how, how else, what else would be the reason or a bit the, the, the way that prison could have been created, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now that begs the question, uh, not begs the question, but I guess the idea from the pilot when we see the news footage of of Dr. Manhattan on Mars, you know, playing around with the Martian dirt and turning it into the castle, that was just like old footage or something. Mm-hmm. And he had already, you know, yeah. it had already existed. And there's also a thing they talk about in the podcast that's pretty clear from the next episode, I think that time is going by a lot faster on uh, where Ozymandias is. Uh, Every time we cut back to it, there's a lot of time that has passed relative to the Tulsa timeline, which Damon also likes his time differentials. Oh no, not that again. Yeah. Need to do like a payload. Someone's going to send a rocket. And it would be indecipherable uh, what the rocket tells us. <laughs> we'll just all pretend it made sense and move past it. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, he's he's got his bag of tricks, man. And he's, you Clearly. Know, he's just doing the same thing. I, I, I swear, I'm wondering what Carlton added to the show at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like the David Lindelof show. Definitely. Yeah, um, a lot of the signature elements. It, it is strange that he's managed to graft on so many aspects of the Lost style to this comic mm-hmm. book story. Yeah. It didn't seem obvious that it would be anything like that, but it really yeah. is. I do think there's, it's ultimately going to be about, you know, there is this quality of between like, you know, Jacob and Man in Black, Ozymandias versus Dr. Manhattan you know, the two people Mm -hmm. who are controlling things and there's probably some conceit or bet or big idea that they disagree about. Oh, no. Exactly. Oh, no. Not the nature of humanity. The nature of humanity. (laughs) But, uh, all right. Save Uh, me, D. Save me, D. Yeah, is D Dr. Manhattan? Is D... (laughs) Part of me thinks it's going to be a joke and it's like, save me, damn it, or something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I can't think of another D person on the show. Uh, save me, darn it, save me, save me, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't think it says Dr. Manhattan because maybe it says doctor, but I feel like Dr. Manhattan is too long of a word to spell out in bodies. Uh, <laughs> I agree. So I think maybe, but, but why would, yeah, it doesn't make sense that he'd ask for Dr. Manhattan to save him though. Cause Dr. Manhattan's clearly not in a position to be monitoring satellites around Europa. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we don't know Lady Two's first name, do we? No. Yeah. So maybe her first name starts with a D. They could definitely say that. Yeah. Yeah. That would. That would be. Yeah. Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, pretty awesome episode. Extraordinary, perhaps. Um, Indeed. It was being extraordinary. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with uh, 107. Yeah, sounds good. All right. See you next all time. Right. See ya. Bye.